Hello, and welcome to the new episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world, all in around six minutes. This week, we bring you news on the relations between Africa and the UK, public tenders for the assessment of oil potential in Angola, the new legal frameworks relating to cybersecurity and cybercrime in Cape Verde and Timor-Leste, as well as other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start off this week's episode with news from the UK, where the government has stated its interest in being the top G7 investor in Africa by 2022, with existing foreign direct investments largely directed at extractives and financial services, the UK is seeking to diversify its portfolio by branching out into manufacturing, infrastructure development and other key industries. For its part, the UK's development finance institution, the CDC Group, recently announced the commitment of US$1 billion US dollars in African investments in 2021, which is aimed at generating inclusive growth of small and medium-sized companies and stimulating job creation across priority sectors. This, along with the 27 trade and investment deals worth over 8.9 billion US dollars signed at last year's UK-Africa Investment Summit, is a clear indicator of the importance of UK-African partnerships in driving African socioeconomic development via infrastructure development, as highlighted recently at the virtual 2021 African Investment Conference. Meanwhile, in Angola, the National Oil, Gas and Biofuels Agency, the ANPG, is launching a number of public tenders for the continuation of work to assess the oil potential of several inland basins. According to a note from the agency, the inland basins of Kasanji and that of Etosha Okavango, which cover an area of approximately 520,000 square kilometers, are sedimentary basins in which the existence of crude oil and natural gas is highly likely. Also, Angola's industrial development plan to be implemented by 2025 will absorb approximately 120 million US dollars, of which 66% will be public investment expenses and 34% development aid expenses. Taking up 62% of the budget is the program for industrial localization infrastructures, which will mainly focus on the development and implementation of the industrial development plans network, as well as the development and implementation of the network of industrial and rural parks. In Cameroon, the national electricity transport company, Sonatrel, has launched an international public tender for the construction of high-voltage power lines and substations in the North Interconnected Grid, which covers the north of the country, a region that has been enduring rolling blackouts for the last few months. The tender includes two lots, the first relating to a 225-kilovolt power line between Garua and Marua, and the second to the substations in those two cities. On the oil and gas front in National Hydrocarbon Corporation of Cameroon has revealed the results of the tests conducted on the well LA-108ST of the Logbaba field by Gaz du Cameroon, the Cameroonian subsidiary of British company Victoria Oil & Gas PLC. The tests show that the well contains between 10 and 30 billion cubic feet of gas reserves and an estimated 100 to 300,000 barrels of natural gas, which will likely boost the company's production in Logbaba, where it operates a natural gas-fired power plant. 
Continuing in the oil sector, now in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the Minister of Hydrocarbons has announced the 19 oil blocks selected to be part of the upcoming public tenders. Nine of the blocks are located in the Central Basin, three in the Coastal Basin, four in Graben Tanganyika and three in Lake Kivu. In Côte d'Ivoire, infrastructure development is on the agenda, with the announcement of the construction of 33 bridges and highways. The Ivorian government continues to raise funds to finance its projects and will have the financial backing of the ECOWAS Bank for Investment and Development. Meanwhile, Portugal has been considered one of the top three countries in which to buy real estate by British consulting company Astons in a study that considered several factors concerning the properties themselves as well as the Golden Visa program. Portugal continues to be incredibly sought after, especially by British investors, who now view the Golden Visa program as a means to overcome the difficulties presented by Brexit. Nonetheless, it's worth noting that the Portuguese government has decided to end golden visas in Lisbon, Oporto and the Algarve, and that the required investment amounts for these areas will progressively increase during the transition period of two years, commencing in July 2021. After that, it will no longer be possible to obtain a residence permit for investment activity in these regions. In Cape Verde, the legal framework on cybersecurity was recently approved so as to provide a higher degree of protection for network and information systems. The statute follows ECOWAS guidelines and is applicable to any entities, both public and private, that operate network and information systems. Across the globe, in Timor-Leste, the government has received a proposal for a new law on cybercrime prepared by the Public Prosecutor's Office. This new draft includes the criminalization of child and revenge pornography, as well as computer forgery and damage to computer programs and other data. The government was also advised to adhere to the Council of Europe's Convention on Cybercrime, which can ensure a high level of international police and judicial cooperation in this area, acting as a major incentive to international commercial relations and foreign investment is Timor-Leste's recently approved accession to the 1958 New York Arbitration Convention on the Recognition and Enforcement of Foreign Arbitral Awards. The convention has been ratified by 160 countries and is considered the most important multilateral agreement in international arbitration law. Parliament has also approved the proposal for a new law on voluntary arbitration. The statute should improve the resolution of domestic disputes as well as contribute to a healthier economic environment in the country overall. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back with you in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us again then for more news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. If you have time, also drop by our website where we have launched our Miranda TV, which includes short video clips from some of our international specialists on legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luís Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.